Hi everyone and welcome to That Teacher Podcast. My name's Josh Vine, your host, and this podcast is dedicated to helping teachers improve their pedagogy for better learning outcomes. In every episode, we discuss practical teaching tips that are evidence-based and simple to implement. We hope you're inspired and encouraged in what you do as teachers. So let's get into it and enjoy the show. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the show. We're so glad that you are here with us today. And we have a, a really awesome opportunity to think about another teaching strategy today. Uh, last podcast, we talked about checking for understanding, and we hope that that was really helpful for you in your teaching. Today, we are talking about warm-ups. And at our school, um, and as a coach at our school, uh, we love to see our teachers doing warm-ups. And with me today, I have a, a good friend, a colleague, and a coach um, great teacher, and somehow we're also related. Yes, uh, yes we, we worked are. <laughs> out that through marriage and all that kind of stuff, we're actually related. And so, Beth Gorick, it's great to have you on the show. Thank you. Looking forward to it. So we're talking about warm ups today. Yes. Warm ups are one of the first things that we started with at our school. Yeah, it is. Yep. Yeah, they were. Um, I guess one of those things that we didn't really know a lot about. Um, but now we've seen amazing benefits from warm ups. Yeah, great dividends. I think uh, particularly in my classes when I first started warm-ups, it was one of the easiest things to implement but had the this amazing um, knowledge that the kids could then bring up later in lessons, which was pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, and we've, we've looked at the, the Hattie check on this as well. And uh, for those who don't know who John Hattie is, he's done a lot of research into effective teaching practices and uh, warm-ups or bringing up prior knowledge uh, from previously taught content um, has a 0.9 effect size. Yeah, it's massive. Massive. And uh, basically what that means is is that for um, every year of input as a teacher, you're going to get more than two years uh, growth from that student. From the students, yeah. 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 So it's huge and uh, it's really exciting when you know, I think one of the things as a teacher that I found so great about the coaching side of things and the direction that we took as a school was I think I feel as like as a teacher who now understands that I'm doing best practice. Yeah, yeah. It's a good feeling when you get to the end of the lesson or even just the end of the warm-up and think they've got it. Yeah. And it's really encouraging because then you know that you can move on and you know that they've still got that knowledge that you taught two weeks ago. It's just super encouraging. Yeah. And and as a teacher, I think we often question ourselves and we go, am I really, you know, teaching well? Um, and this whole, you know, show is really designed to bring some clarity around quality teaching. Yeah, great. So what are we talking about, Beth, when we are talking about this thing called a warm-up? Yeah, so warm-up, you really want to move knowledge from short-term to long-term memory for your students. Uh, and so through a warm-up, you want to build automaticity so that it's quick, it's fast, they have the information at the forefront of their mind, uh, and also activate prior knowledge for that lesson that you're about to teach. So pretty much you want to move that knowledge from short-term to long-term, you want it to be quick, and you want to activate that knowledge so that you can continue with your lesson. Awesome. And yeah, we we tend to say that warm-ups are best done at the beginning of the lesson. Yeah. They ready the kids for the learning that's about to happen. It gets them engaged. We uh, we say to our, our teachers, they have to be really fast. They have to be something that the kids also find fun and they get some success from because you're really setting them up for the next, say, 45 minutes of the lesson uh, whereby they're feeling really good about the learning that's about to happen because they were successful in the warm-up. Yeah, yeah, and it's so it's pretty much like any warm-up. You want it to be at the start of what you're doing to get you ready for that activity. 
Okay, so there's so many different forms of warm-ups that we see as coaches often. Um, teachers will have their own sort of styles and, and what they feel works uh, for their class. And I think it's important for listeners to know that um, there isn't necessarily the right way to do a warm-up, but at the same time, there are some really effective ways. And it's really about you as a teacher gauging um, how much your students are uh, achieving through the warm-up. Are they able to recall the content? Are they able to apply the content from your warm-up? Um, but, you know, warm-ups can come in various forms. I mean, a lot of our teachers use PowerPoints or slide decks um, or you can also just ask verbal questions as well at the beginning of every lesson yeah. about the content that you've already previously taught. It's really important that the warm-up only con contains content that is from previous lessons uh, that the students have definitely already uh, been taught. Yeah, and I think that's key as well that it is a warm-up is built upon. You're not going to have your entire warm-up set from the get-go because you haven't taught all of that information. So it's really important that it is a built-up process throughout the term, throughout the year. Uh, yeah, so that, I think that's really important. Absolutely. And I, I suggest to my teachers that I coach, I say to them, um, the main I guess, concepts that you wanted the students to leave with in your lesson today, that needs to go straight into your warm-up now so that it's ready for the next lesson. Um, and so maybe as a teacher, you need to think about what are like two or three slides that I can add to my warm-up that was from this lesson that I can now get the students to be using in the warm-up for the next yeah, lessons. Yeah. And, and as you say, it builds, it grows. And by the end of the term, you've got this nice big warm-up uh, that you've been using and, and building and growing. Yeah, yeah, and that's it. Take key concepts. That's what's in your warm-up, awesome. definitely. Um, so some of the, the things, the, I guess the features of a really effective warm-up uh, would be that it has to be fast. We talked about this early, earlier, that a, a warm-up that is engaging needs to be quick. And because the, the information on it should be just the basic concepts, um, then they should be able to roll through it really fast. And uh, it needs to be really regular. In other words, it actually needs to be happening every lesson. It becomes part of the routine. The students know when they walk in, the first thing we do is always do our warm-up. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And in your warm-up, you might have visuals, you might have sounds, you might have actions that go with the certain things that you're working on. Particularly, I've seen some great math classes in our school that have amazing actions that go with, you know, the greater than and less than sign. It's getting the kids to use uh, all of their senses to actually get this knowledge from um, short-term to long-term memory, because that's really what we're trying to do. So we want to use whatever we can to do that. And I think through that, uh, another really important part of warm-ups is a unison response. So unison response, you want all of your students to um, respond at the same time. In order to do that, you need to have really good signalling. Signalling is difficult. Uh, you need to have something that works for you. It might be you might click, you might uh, have a verbal cue, so your voice might go up when you're about to expect an answer. You might also uh, tap, you might count down, whatever works for you, but it needs to be consistent. And you need to always use that signalling so that uh, the students are aware when you want them to answer and when you don't want them to answer. Yeah, that's really good. I mean, I encourage 
uh, teachers to have a, a trigger word. It might be ready and go, um, and they yeah. also snap their fingers at the yep. same time. Great. Um, you know, what works for you, what works for your class yeah, is up to you, but having a signal is really the key there, isn't it? It is. And, uh, you know, talking about sounds and actions, I mean, I, I coach teachers right up into the, the top of high school, year 11, year 12 classes. I've seen some amazing mm-hmm. warm-ups with, you know, 16, 17-year-old students who are doing actions, saying words in particular ways that um, that make it come alive for them. And it's amazing how much they remember yeah. of the content, of the syllabus that they've been learning. Yeah. By the end of the term, they know so much because they remember it from their warm-up. And so it's just no wonder it works. Yeah, it's it's just it. so good having that regular uh, warm-up happening every lesson. Yeah, definitely. I think something else important to note with a warm-up is that it's you want to cover a lot of content in a short amount of time. So you're covering surface content. So you're going wide, but you're not going deep. Deep is for your lessons. That's when you're actually teaching the content in there. Your warm-up is for the key concepts, like we said before. So you want surface, lots and lots of content covered across that uh, time, but you don't want it to be deep. Yeah, that's great advice. I think the other thing to remember, and and some of our um, coaching goes towards this as well, is that a really, really effective warm-up will have three parts to it. It'll have a recite section, a recall section, and an apply section. And what that means is, is that there's parts of your warm-up that need to be just your students uh, saying or reading or reciting the key concepts. Then there's also got to be parts where the warm-up has sections missing that the students then have to work out and tell you what is the, the word or the answer to the problem uh, so that they are recalling what's on the, on the slideshow as well. And I encourage teachers all the time, I say, don't leave your warm-up to be, the, don't leave it the same all the time. Mm, but as up. Yeah, change it up. As you go through, your students are going to get better at it. So start taking things away so that they have to remember what was on the slideshow and actually start to engage their thinking. It's no longer recite, they have to recall. And then lastly, there's always opportunities to just stop at certain points in your warm-up and pick a non-volunteer or get the students to think, pair, share and ask a question that makes them apply the information in the warm-up. And you can still do this really quick uh, and keep it moving fast, but that is really key as well so that we actually move in Bloom's taxonomy from just remembering to also being able to apply what's in the warm-up to an actual question. Yeah, and I think that brings in your checking for understanding as well. So you're not, a warm-up isn't just reciting information. You want them to be able to apply it. So you want to check that they actually can apply that information. Yeah, great, great advice. So what we thought might be really helpful is if we played some audio of a warm-up being done. And this is a warm-up from one of our primary classes at our school. Uh, And this teacher is doing a great job of getting these students engaged in prior knowledge. You'll hear some great unison response. You'll see how fast it is. And you may also hear the the go signal or the the trigger word that gets everyone to respond at the same time. So we thought this may be really helpful as you consider how you might want to put warm-ups into your own teaching. Warm-ups have three main goals. To help students recite, recall, and eventually apply content in their upcoming lesson. 
they are fantastic for transferring concepts already taught to the student's long-term memory, enabling them to apply the knowledge in different contexts and for progressively harder work. It's the way that sounds are put together. Good. Wait. Tone colour. Go. Tone colour is the type of sound made by an instrument. Excellent. Thank you. Duration. Go. Duration is the length of sound. All right, your markers and erasers should be down on the ground, ready to do our warm-up. Get ready. 60 seconds equals one minute. 16 minutes equals one hour. 24 hours equals one day. Stop. If there are 24 hours in one day, how many hours would there be in two days? Write it down, go. Okay, tell me please, how many days has September? Think about it. You're going to just tell me, not write it down. What's the answer? 30. 30 days has September. Tell me how many days there are in March. Think about it. How many? 21. How many days are there in November? Think about it. How many? 30. 30, well done. 30 days has September, April, June and November. Dynamics and go. Dynamics is how loud a sound is. Excellent, well done. This note is a? It's worth how many beats? One. Good job. This note is a? It's worth how many beats? Two. A high quality warm-up will target students working below, at and above grade level. It will be fast paced covering many concepts quickly. It will include everything required as background knowledge for the lesson, as well as other content areas that need to be recalled. So we hope that that's been a really uh, helpful example for you as you listen and, and heard that warm-up happen. Um, in every episode, Beth, we want to offer our listeners a simple grab-and-go. Yeah. This is the part of the podcast that we would say is the most practical. It's, it's the, I'm on my way to class right now. What can I start doing? What can I implement from this podcast to get me started with warm-up? So what would be your, your best suggestion for a, a teacher who's um, listening to this today and thinking, I want to see if this works for my students? Yeah, so I think warm-ups, I think I said before, warm-ups is the first thing I started with. So it is easy and it's so effective. So if I was um, going to start with it today, I would create a PowerPoint with previously taught key concepts for, I'd start with one subject area. And then uh, I would start with recite, get your students to recite the information that you have on that PowerPoint or other um, platform. Then I would get them to begin to recall information by removing parts and then I would get them to apply. Throughout all of this, you also want to develop a really consistent signal. So think about your signaling, think about um, recite, recall, apply, and ensure that you've got previously taught key concepts in your PowerPoint. Awesome. Great advice. 
We want to thank you today for being with us on That Teacher Podcast. I also want to thank Beth Borick for being here. Yeah, been, thanks for having me. It's been great to uh, spend some time with you and talk all things warm-ups. We hope that this uh, podcast has inspired you to think a little bit more about how you're teaching and hopefully provide some really practical tweaks to what you're doing. We hope that you tune in again next week. And until then, bye for now.